so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, and welcome to Healthy View Radio, the show that is always on your side in the face of adversity. And we all face adversity in different ways, either specific events in our lives, and I'm going to tell you about mine from this morning in just a moment, or, you know, merely the fact that our culture expects us to be on 24-7, you know, drink more coffee, be more productive, and still wear a size six. My name is Michelle Fenickhouse, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. In today's episode, we are talking all about handling, managing, and thriving through adversity. So, Here's what's happened to me this morning. Wake up to this huge clap of thunder at 6.15 a.m. Both my kids just immediately go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I leaped out of bed. Ah! <laughs> what's going on? And boom, power is out. And we have a whole house generator because this happens. We live in the woods. The tree's always going down somewhere. So we have we a whole house generator. <laughs> we live in the woods. <laughs> and generator not working. So we've got nothing and I'm like, how am I going to do the show today? Ah! So drop the kids off at camp, do our thing in the morning, you know, try not to use too much water because we're on a well, which also requires electricity. Then I did some yoga, called my generator fix it guys, came up with a few plan B's. And what do you know? Here we are $600 later. We're up and running. <laughs> We made it. <laughs> Yay! We were ready. We were ready, though. I know. You guys had backup plans, but we got to hand it to my to Gentech, my generator company. Man, they just they hauled butts right out here. <laughs> so that was my story for the, for the day. And I was just thinking about the saying or the song, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It doesn't kill you. Go ahead. You can do it with me. <laughs> wait, what song is that? Yeah, tell me to sing a little bit more of that. Wait, wait, what, what is that? kill you makes you stronger. Oh, it's a modern <laughs> song. You know, I'm still in the 70s, man. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But do you guys think that's true? I want to hear your thoughts and your stories about that. Do we necessarily get stronger through challenges? Well, I'm going to say yes, but it's it's a shitty way to have to do it, but it does work. I know we're going to get a little beep there. Sorry about my language, but you know, as someone who has been through a ton of adversity, I can tell you that they are definitely my most learning times in my life, but um they're really tough to get through and I, I'm really I'm really eager to hear from our guests later about adversity and ways to build up our resilience because it's one of the most important muscles we have, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and it does suck to be in it, right? In the struggle, in the trauma, in whatever's going on, but it builds character. You know, like, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer that anything that we come up against, whatever we can overcome, we become stronger, like what Michelle said. I mean, uh, yeah, Michelle said. <laughs> Who am I? Where am I today? There's only two of us here besides you. Wait, I'm Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Wait, how long have we been working together? <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing here? 
I'm trying to be adverse. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I found in, in my life that the things that were really difficult helped me to build a sense of character. And, and once you can overcome one thing, then you become stronger and you know it, it builds your muscle. Yes, I, I did that. Well, I could do this and I could do the next thing. Instead of like, you know, being like, oh, this, this is terrible. It's over, gone, goodbye, and, and you're paralyzed, right? So I think that it does help us to grow and to thrive when we understand that in the adversity, and I, I know I'm going off on a tangent, there is a, you know, like anytime that something happens, we're going to be flooded with hormones and adrenaline and all this stuff. And, and that, like, let's say it is a fearful situation, that adrenaline can freeze you stuck deer stuck in the headlights and you get killed right or the adrenaline can flood your cells and you are okay let's take action let's do this let's do that let's it can put you in motion so i mean there's a lot to adversity and using it to your benefit i guess i was thinking about exactly that that adrenaline flooding your system and the you know fight or flight and the stress response and then what happens when that's kind of repeated over and over and over again, you know, for most, most of us, right? It's not just one thing that's stressful in our lives. There could be many things compounded on top of each other. And sometimes it feels like it doesn't stop. And I guess that's where I was thinking that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger unless it's kind of killing you slowly. <laughs> right? It doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger until you die. <laughs> <laughs> because your body's become, you know, you've become depleted through the, mm. the constant, you know, the pace of the, of the stressors and the adversity. Um, and I was just thinking maybe, you know, maybe there is a part of that statement that just isn't true. Maybe, um, maybe we're pushing too hard and not doing enough rest and repair in between those bouts of handling adversity. Yeah, because what happened this morning? You had this thing that happened, and then what did you do? You actually did yoga, <laughs> right? I did. So you, what does yoga do? If you're not in a hot yoga room and you're doing some type of hatha or rejuvenative yoga, you're turning on parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, big time, baby. Yes. I was not doing any of the fancy handstands, none of the things. I was like lying down, child's pose, head to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think the greatest gift for me from adversity was very young learning not to sweat any small stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even look at things like that as adversity at all. Like, you know, when you get to my ripe old age, <laughs> like people are dying, people are getting sick, mm -hmm. people are getting divorced. I mean, there are like major, major stuff happening in the lives of the people that I know and the clients that I work with. And those are some huge, huge stressors that they're marathons. They're not like, you know, oh, I almost hit a deer last night, you know, something like that. These are long-term years of grief and sadness and stress. So to me, like those are adversity and everything else is just a bummer, you know, just a bummer. That's a good way of looking at it. I look forward to reaching the ripe old age where I don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> She's ripe old at 54. Come on. You're not <laughs> Compared to you guys. <laughs> I'm only four years behind you. <laughs> very, very uh, important four years. <laughs> you know, like I, I look at my dad. My dad was, uh, he lived to be 82, but he would have went to 100. The guy was, uh, you know, healthy as a horse and he had so much struggle in his life. Um, he grew up in the depression in, you know, and th they didn't have any money. His family didn't have any money. They moved every month. Uh, 
His mother was a flat out racist from the Black Forest in Germany. She hated Jews, you name it. I'm, I can't even go into all the things that, you know, she was against. And my dad grew up with all of that. And guess what he did? This German Catholic guy with this hard life. Uh, he married a Jewish girl. His best friend was black. <laughs> right. So that struggle that he grew up with, you know, like with all and, and not having any money at all. He, he became a lawyer, became an engineer. So, you know, like it's what you do with the struggle. How can you grow from it? How can you learn from it? I think that's that's part of a, a good lesson that my dad taught me. Have you guys, that. Um, read that book called The Body Keeps the Score? No, no I've heard of it, though. Oh, it's a fabulous book. It really is. I, I guess this, again, is me kind of taking the opposite side where, yes, it, it makes you stronger, but also your body keeps the score, right? Where we hold on to the, the traumas and the stressors that we've gone through, and there can be a cumulative effect of those things over time. You know, so I, like with the clients that you guys work with, what correlation do you see between the stress and, and traumas and, and things that adversity that your clients are facing and diseases that are manifesting. Okay. So I do believe that our body holds on to the trauma, right? Our emotions, our cells will hold on to the trauma and our job is to literally shake it off. So I'll give you a good example. And I think I might've used this before. Let's say there are rabbits in a field right? So there's rabbits in a field and a fox comes and boom, grabs one of the rabbits. Every single rabbit will scatter. They will scatter. They'll go into the bushes. They'll hide. They'll run as fast as they can. And as soon as they are in their safe space, they literally shake. They shake off and they go right back into the same field where the death just happened, the death of the rabbit, right? So in the animal kingdom, uh, it's, it's very interesting because that'll happen. All, you see it with a dog when a dog gets nervous and they're in an aggressive, and then they shake. They shake all over the place. So I, I took a great class with Amri Chaisan. I guess it was like five years ago. And it was all about energy work and releasing those traumas that get locked in our cells by literally shaking, whether it's dancing, running, movement, but getting clear, okay, I had a trauma. Let's get it out of the cells, right? So it's, it's not that simple cut and dry and clear. I know the trauma is going to keep coming back. Go ahead, Lisa. So I want to add to that because when my mom died unexpectedly, not that long after my dad and my dog and my father-in-law, it was like one of those crazy periods. I just said, you know, I got to look at grief in a whole new way. And so it was trauma in the body, but it was trauma that was newer to the body. And so I did a lot of energy healing work and I did a lot of movement movement and massage because I didn't want the trauma to get lodged in my body as I knew it so easily could to your point Andrea and so I have to say it sounds crazy like treating grief through body work and energy healing but it really worked it helped me so much so I really recommend it oh that makes a lot of sense to me I love that you were able to support yourself that way that's not the route most people take right Mm -hmm. Right, they curl up in a ball in the corner and think about the trauma and the next trauma and the next trauma, and it compounds and compounds until something happens within the physical body because we're a physical, emotional, spiritual, energetic body that is causing. Like, I think that most diseases come from the um, emotional, energetic body that hasn't been cleared. It's energy that hasn't been cleared, it's kind of um, coagulating or getting stuck, stuck energy. So, you know, 
let's get everybody running. <laughs> We're shaking. Let's shake do a quick shake. <laughs> shake Lots it off. Like the Taylor Swift song, right? Yeah, shake it off. Yeah, <laughs> quick dance party. That's really good. Advice. Okay, so we talked about doing yoga. That was me. We talked about um, energy healing work that you were doing, Lisa. Shaking. How else do you guys support yourself through challenging times? What about like just a stressful day? Is it you know you're turning to a bag of Oreos? Admit <laughs> it. No, I, I'm a, I'm a crybaby. So what I'll do is if I'm having a stressful day, sometimes I'll go and I get the newspaper. <laughs> and I'll read all the horrible things that are happening. And I just let myself <laughs> cry my eyeballs out. And I don't know. I always, I always feel better. <laughs> I love a good cry too, but I just, you know, we'll go find a spot and breathe and maybe do a little meditation and get everything in perspective. And that usually can take literally five minutes oh, and tapping really helps me quite a bit with that as well. Tapping is like a quick mood shift for me. That's right. And everyone should go check out our show on tapping that we did a few episodes back. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and also, I, I think that people should be able to feel their stuff. So a lot of times someone will have a traumatic thing that happens or, you know, something adverse, some horrible situation that happens, and then they're not allowed to feel it, right? Oh, don't worry. It'll be okay. Oh, you know, you'll make it through. But the truth is it, kind of, it sucks to be in it. And just let the person have their feelings, let them experience it fully all the way down to the core, whatever they need to do, so that nothing is left unresolved or unfelt. So important. Couldn't agree with you more. And we're more likely to distract ourselves. Oh, oh what's, what's on Netflix? Oh, what's going on on Instagram? Where have Oreo I- cookies. Oreo cookies. <laughs> and denying, denying that we're feeling it. Like, oh, that didn't matter to me. Oh, I can power through this. Like, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. But we're not. We're just distracting and we're just putting it deeper, deeper inside of our body. And that's when we get sick. Mm. Well, I think these are all wonderful ideas, and I can't wait to explore this topic a little bit deeper when we are in our second segment with our guest. I'm going to tell you guys about him in just a moment, but um, let's do what I like to call tea time. Andrea said, we can't call it tea time because Mountain Rose Herb sells more than tea, but it's so cute because I'm drinking tea. It's tea time (laughs) right now. And this is our segment brought to you by Mountain Rose Herbs. They have lots of delicious organic teas. I'm drinking the green tea right now, but that's not all they sell. To Andrea's point, they also sell a huge variety of spices, essential oils, herbs, and you can see all of their top quality products at mountainroseherbs.com slash lowercase hvr. In fact, we're doing a giveaway. Should I tell them about the giveaway? Oh my God, totally. We're doing a giveaway for Mountain Rose Herbs Spice Blends. This is uh, one more week the giveaway is open. So head over to healthyviewradio.com slash giveaway. You don't have to provide an email address or anything like that. Just enter to win um, some delicious spice blends. We're going to have one winner that we'll announce next week. But today, in honor of the show, um, all about thriving through adversity. I thought it was a really good time to talk about a category of herbs that you can get through Mountain Rose Herbs called adaptogens. So adaptogens are herbs that help regulate the adrenal stress response, and they help your body to actually cope more effectively with the demands of everyday life and those big standout stressors that may happen 
or what Lisa calls a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought this is perfect for today's show. We're not saying that adaptogens can erase and reverse all the stress and adversity facing you, but they can certainly help. So Andrea, I know you've got a favorite adaptogen. Oh my God, I got so many. Are you kidding me? I know. Tell us one or two. (laughs) Well, something really, really simple is like licorice root right? So everybody's craving sweets. They're eating chocolate. They're eating this. They're eating that. Licorice root is sweet. Um, it's naturally anti-hepatotoxic. I mean, it's good for the liver. It's an adaptogen. It supports antiviral. It supports the immune system. Uh, I mean, it's one of my favorites. And, um, I, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and on about all the different adaptogens, but I think that that one, because people have such a sweet craving, is one of my favorites. Awesome. It's I was not going- Twizzlers. No, it's not <laughs> And it's great tea. I love licorice fruit tea. It tastes so good. It does. It does. Lisa, do you have a favorite adaptogen? I really don't have a favorite adaptogen. I'm going to be honest here. I'm not, this is not my area of expertise here, but I can tell you that I'm a big fan of the concept and I can't wait to try <laughs> some more of them. Well, you can try. I, I thought I would show you guys because I got this one. It's ashwagandha, which is another popular one. Um, often used to soothe and calm the nervous system, right? Anxiety, calms down muscle tension. Did I get that right, Andrea? You're right on. And you can get them in like pills, you can get them in tinctures, you can get the dried herb itself. Um, if you head on over to mountainroseherbs.com slash lowercase hvr. So let me tell you about the guest on today's show because he's here, he's waiting in the wings and we're going to be bringing him on in just a moment. Steve Gavatorta, I hope I said that correctly, Steve specializes in empowering individuals and organizations in identifying, developing, and exceeding performance goals. He's had the privilege of coaching and training thousands of high performers in industries across the board, from small businesses on the move to Fortune 500 companies. Steve collaborates with organizations to build foundations, set goals, and eclipse their highest potential. Steve's been taking some lion's mane, I think. (laughs) Just a little adaptogen joke for you guys. Steve's a certified professional behavioral analyst and certified professional values analyst and certified, oh my goodness, so many initials after this guy's name. He enjoys martial arts, yoga, and traveling to new places to recharge his batteries, which we all could use some more of that. Mm Steve resides in Tampa, Florida, and he'll be with us right after the break. So if you're here with us as we're live streaming, please ask some questions for Steve in the comment area, and we'll be back in just a moment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, where we have been discussing adversity, adaptogens, and all sorts of other stuff. I am super excited to introduce our guest so that he can share some of his wisdom with us. Steve Gavatorta, or Gavatorta. Molto bene, very good. Grazie. (laughs) Has a latest book called In Defense of Adversity, Turning Your Toughest Challenges into Your Greatest Success. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Great. So we like to start every guest with a couple of questions just to get to know him or her better. And the first one is, what did you have for breakfast today? Cantaloupe, almonds, and oatmeal. All good stuff, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what's your guilty pleasure? Um, enjoying great food in a great restaurant. Eating without conscience. Without conscience, without guilt. (laughs) And what is the one thing you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? I think get up every day, pray, have an affirmation to start the day right. Uh, Read positive, motivating things. Refer to daily uh, uh, recommendations via the book, The Secret. So anything to get my mind right as the the day starts to uh, look at the good side of things, not the negative side of things. Awesome. Well, tell us about your book. How did this book come about? Yeah, about five years ago. I'm from a small town in Pennsylvania called Bergenstown. I live in Tampa now. But my the town I'm from, it's 32 miles west of Pittsburgh. Very well known for zinc mines, coal mines, steel mills. In the day, it was a natural influx for, from, for immigrants all across the world. So I grew up with every immigrant possible because they all came there. They swarmed there for work. And it's not a, it's a small little town, but it's a coal mining town in, in several sections where my dad grew up called Langloth. They're small tenement houses. They're nothing special. They're small. They all look the same. 
uh, you know, there's nothing fancy. So about five years ago, I asked my father, I, I said, let's go up uh, during Christmas. Let's go up. I want to see where you grew up because he grew up in that area. So my father, who's a successful entrepreneur in his own right, said, and these are not, again, not fancy houses. That's where I grew up. There's where Dr. Spinogians grew up. There's where Dr. Strassi grew up. There's where Dr. Moropus grew up. There's where Barry Alvarez grew up. I'm not sure if you know Barry Alvarez, but he's the winningest football coach at Wisconsin, their current athletic director. And it hit me at that moment. What a great story. Immigrant families from around the world came here with nothing, not speaking each other's language, let alone English, and became hugely successful. And it hit me. I want to tell this story. I need to tell this story. The only problem is I'm not a biographer. So I sat on it for a while. And several things happened through those five years where the dots became connected in the tie in my world about personal and professional development, where this could turn out to be a book. So the overarching thing, premise of how it came about was these families from my hometown, the adversity made them. It didn't break them. You know, as Barry Alvarez said, people from my hometown knew how to grind. They knew how to fight and face and overcome and learn from obstacles. And that's what made them so successful. You know, it's funny because my dad was an immigrant and my husband's dad was an immigrant and we hear these stories and, you know, sometimes I wonder for those of us who grew up less hungry or even our children in the next generations, what's going to happen to them when they don't have these adversities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a problem. I think they're, let's put it this way, they're different adversities. If you Google the phrase, how to deal with adversity, you'll get 21 million responses. So there's a heavy need for that in its crazy day and age. And I think despite your point, having less at our fingertips in the past, there's different stressors now. I say we live in a fast-paced, high-tech, ever-changing, ever-evolving world. Adversity striking us faster, quicker than ever. Change, conflict, the need to respond to a boss, the need to respond to a client. Everything is hitting us faster than ever, which I think is creating different types of stressors. Uh, my book tries to, I want to go back. There's, there's no silver bullet for overcoming adversity. What might be a stressful situation for one person may be an opportunistic, great thing to overcome for another. So adversity runs the gamut. My book tries to do three things, basically. First, help people learn how to effectively face those obstacles in their lives. Secondly, hopefully successfully overcome them. And at the third piece, at least learn a valuable lesson. You know, I think through our adversity, I think you were talking about this earlier, that's when our greatest lessons are learned. And I can attest to that myself. I met a guy at a retreat once. He was an older guy who had been very successful in his life and yet very depressed. And he told me the big changing moment for him was when he decided everything that happened to him was perfect. You know, the good was perfect. The bad was perfect. Everything was perfect. And I think about this man often because, yes, if we can overcome and learn, then it was a very valuable experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my question is, though, why can some people, you know, bounce back so quickly from adversity and other people are just literally sent to the sofa for months without being able to get up? Yeah, I, I think there's several reasons. I'll, let's go backwards. A part of the foundational element for my book was, I have four of them. One of them was I interviewed over 60 highly successful people, businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, 
athletes, professional, amateur, and college football co or uh, athletic coaches too, professional, amateur, and college uh, doctors, yoga instructors. The common denominator for all these people, I asked them six questions, have a ton of information, but the common denominator was this. They looked at adversity as an opportunity to overcome. They accepted it was going to happen. They accepted it as part of life. And they looked at it for the upside. What can they learn? How can they grow? So I think there's multiple reasons, but I think that's the first shot across the bow. You have to have that, what I call the learning mindset. Look at every day as an opportunity and those adversities that happen in our lives are for a reason. And to look at them as what can I learn from this? What can I grow from this? How can I overcome that? So I think that learning mindset is the first shot across the bow. So. Now, do you think people jump immediately into that mindset or is this little tiny window before that, that, that they go, why me? Why is this happening? And then they jump into it or do they go like Pasco and go straight yeah. there? Outstanding question. Once again, it all depends on the individual. Um, my book talks about two essential parts of our brain, the limbic system and this cortex. When we're in the limbic, our limbic system is our what we call our primitive brain, our emotional brain. We've had that since we were cavemen and women were born with it. It doesn't necessarily evolve. So in the cavemen and women days, when a lion roared, guess what we did? Our limbic system kicked in. We ran away. Through our experiences, through our learnings, through our training, we can develop our cortex part of the brain is our rational brain. Through our experiences and learnings, we are able to access our our, our uh, uh, cortex part of them, the rational part of the brain. When you're in that limbic system, the, your adrenaline starts rushing and your response is going to be freeze, fight, or flight. You do not, nothing wrong with ex feeling emotions, but you may not want to make a big decision when you're in that emotional state because it's hard to kick out. So the point is, you, some people may fall into that limbic state of mind easier than others. Other people may learn how to better get out of that not panic, not let that limbic system take place, fall back on past experiences, fall back on learnings. And I'd gather the same, all those 60 people I interviewed were very astute at that and knew how not to, what my, one of my kickboxing coaches said, preventing the transfer of authority from the limbic, from the cortex to the limbic system. Am I, you, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. But I'm wondering when you interview these people, did you know beforehand that they were extraordinarily resilient people or did you just interview 60 people and see these trends? No, I interviewed. Yeah, they were just successful people in my sphere. And I was introduced to a lot of people as well, too. I mean, I've Brady Quinn, the former quarterback of Notre Dame who participated, Barry Alvarez. I mean, really high level people. And uh, I did not know that up front. That was the kind of the recap that I got. I just threw six different questions out and I asked them, you know, for their response. Responses I got were much more than I bargained for. Heartfelt, insightful, wise. My only problem was I couldn't, I had too much information to put it on the book. So I try to pepper it through the best I can, at least give everyone an opportunity to share their insights. So. So then what I'm gathering, correct me if I'm wrong, you made a correlation between successful people must be highly resilient people. Um, Is that your thesis going in? Because you, you, you went after highly successful people and found this as a trait or no? No, I just threw that out there. I knew they were successful. And it was like, let's see what they bring me. You know, because that was going to seed. I didn't want, I had my thoughts on what my book should entail, what it should flow like. However, I didn't want to uh, 
paint that argument if there are other things out there. So I essentially asked these six questions and they fed it back and that, you know, I was able to gather common thread findings from these people. And as I said, the one that stuck out the most was they did not fear adversity. They accepted it was going to happen and they knew it was an opportunity to learn, grow and become something better. Not all of them responded immediately in that cortex state of mind. Many folks said, you know, hey, my first response is to panic or my first response is to get angry. But they all knew to take that step back. Go breathe. Go take a walk. Decompress. Get away from it for a while. So once again, that limbic emotional response doesn't overtake them. Yeah. So I'm curious, what were the six questions? Um, everything around, and they were long-winded questions, but how do they, what do they learn from it? How do they overcome it? What are daily practices that they can do to overcome it? Who are people that influence them? Do they have any reading materials or advice for people to overcome that? And then the last question was essentially sharing of information, if I could share it out. So it was really five core questions around learning, how they overcome it, uh, how they face it, uh, people that influence them in daily habits and hobbies. So. How can somebody immediately learn from an adverse situation? Once again, you have to take that step back and be prepared to learn from that. But I talk about in my book doing something called a situational debrief. It's basically when something happens immediately or you can go back to past scenarios and walk through the situational debrief as well. But the situational debrief consists of four parts. First, Write down what happened. Capture all the all the, the situation in full. First, get it out there. Get emotionally involved. Think of where you are. Capture all that information. Secondly, capture outcomes, good, bad, or indifferent or, or, or negative. Thirdly, what were key learnings you can take you took away from this particular situation? And then lastly, what would you do next time so it didn't end up negative or could have ended up more positive, so to speak? So it's kind of it's a debrief session recapping what happened so you can essentially learn a lesson, set a pattern for yourself. So the next time it happens, guess what? You're responding based on in your cortex part of your brain, that rational side that I've been here before. I've done, I've dealt with this and now I've learned how to deal with it differently. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And as a um, a former martial artist myself, I'm (laughs) curious, what has martial arts taught you about adversity? What's interesting, uh, I learned this whole theory of the mind, uh, the brain functionality through one of my kickboxing instructors. His name's Eric Parker. And Eric Parker was a former uh, Marine, former SWAT team leader on the Indianapolis police force certified tactical uh, 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 arms instructor, canine handler, undefeated kickboxer, and now he's a private banker for Morgan Stanley. The guy's an interesting dude for sure. But he he taught me about the brain functionality piece, uh, how the brain functions when you're in that uh, stress state versus where it functions when you fall back into that cortex state of mind. So it's taught me, he has taught me, how to realize when I'm falling into that limbic state and how to recognize that myself, what it looks like or what things do it and then what it looks like and feels like because not everybody's response is freeze, freeze or flight or fight. It could be one of those, yes, or a blend of those. I use a, I also talk about the DISC behavioral assessment. Are you familiar with that? 
Um, I don't think we have time to go into okay, that because I yeah. really want you to give three, you know, quick things for our listeners to do right when the adversity strikes, boom, boom, boom. What should they do? Be cognizant. If you're in that emotional state, do not let it happen. If you're a freezer, fighter, flighter, know what it is. Know that first to go, let's know those triggers, those things that set us off. Secondly, know what it feels like and then step back look at the opportunity to learn something from this. It's an opportunity to learn something new, face it and overcome it. If we remain stuck in that freeze fight or flight, we're not going to assertively face it, overcome it or learn a valuable lesson from it. Those are, those are great points. So Steve, tell everybody where they can learn more about you and your book and the work that you do. Yeah, my website is very simple, www.gavatorta.com. That's G-A-V-A-T-O-R-T-A.com. All my information is is there on my website. And my book, uh, In Defense of Adversity, Turning Your Toughest Challenges into Your Greatest Success, is on Amazon, every format possible, paperback, hardback, audio, e-version, and Kindle as well. So you can get it on Barnes & Noble, any uh, virtual way you can purchase a book, that's how you can that's awesome. Well, it's so nice having you on the show Thank today. You. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Likewise. Cool. Well, before we go to break, I want to let you all know about this amazing giveaway that Michelle had mentioned earlier in the show from our new sponsor, Mountain Rose Herbs. Just go to healthyviewradio.com giveaway and enter to win garlic pepper which I have right here, and I have to tell you, is friggin' amazing. I make it with like chicken and olive oil, and I I literally have been using it every week since I've got it. You're going to want to try that one. Um, They also have some grilling herbs that you can put on fish or meat or vegetables and some pickling spices. Just go to healthyviewradio.com slash giveaway and enter your name. You're not going to be put on any mailing list. This is a really pretty easy thing to do super fast and you're going to get my favorite blend right here along with that. So um, after the break, we're going to be speaking with an inspirational health and wellness coach named Tiffany Daniel. So don't go anywhere. We will be back soon with Healthy View Radio. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, where no matter what happens, we're here to help you and us make it through the tough days with some lightness, laughter, and useful information. My name is Andrea Beeman, and I'm here with my resilient co-hosts, Michelle Fenninghaas and Lisa Lutan. Today, we've been talking about adversity, our struggles, and how they're actually good for you, even if you don't feel like that's true. Uh, And it's now time for us to introduce you to an exciting up-and-coming talent in the health and wellness field. We have with us Tiffany Daniel, and as a nurse, she joined the Army where her first combat tour was with the 115th Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, MASH, for those of you that remember the show in the 70s. I do, I do. (laughs) Thank God she remembered something. Yay. (laughs) I think on rerun, but okay. (laughs) That's okay. And that was for um, Desert Shield Storm. So this is a tough cookie that we got here. Um, But from the onset of that deployment, she realized that her life had a bigger mission. And she's going to share that with us today. Tiffany is a member of the Veterans of Foreign Wars, a nonprofit organization that supports veterans to ensure they are respected for their service. They receive their earned entitlements and are recognized for the sacrifices that they and their loved ones have made for our country. She's also a member of Heal a Woman, Heal a Nation, which is a community-supported organization that promotes holistic wellness for women and families through education, physical and mental health, economic, and self-empowerment. And she's a board member for One Accord Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit organization that assists women as they transition from victims of domestic, domestic violence, alcohol and drug abuse, rehabilitation, and returning citizens to get their life back in order. And she's also a Catherine Foundation Pregnancy and Crisis Center Advocacy Counselor. She operates the independently owned Curves in Fort Washington, Maryland. Uh, for It's a franchise for women's health and fitness, and she's an inspirational health and wellness coach. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. And it's, it's uh, wow, you, you make me sound like I've, I've really done some things. It doesn't seem like, you know, all those things have materialized in my life, but they have uh, more so simultaneously, especially since the deployments. It's kind of like the deployments have you at a standstill and you kind of think, okay, wh- what am I going to do next? Or what's my purpose? Because I know this isn't, this isn't it. You know, so it really got me thinking um, uh, doing the deployments as to what I can do to better not just my life, but that are in my life as well. Yeah, I mean, you've got a really rich life. I mean, it looks like all the stuff that you do and all the the services that you're now involved in. I'm curious about um, because being in the army and being in that like that is adversity right there. So what was that like for you to have that experience? 
Well, it was a game changer, definitely. Um, a lot of us, when we first joined, we joined more so thinking about to better our life, to better our family's life, and education. But when that call for that deployment comes up, it takes you into another another cycle of life because now you're being separated from everyone. Your life is put at a standstill. So everything that you had going or that you plan to do, you don't even have time to think about how am I going to pick up the pieces because now you've got to focus on being acclimated to this new area, this new territory, and we all know what the first mission is when you're going. So everything is just put put at a halt. And even trying to keep in contact with your family when you call home, life is still going on, you know, when you have a chance to call home. But then you hang up the phone and it's like you have to put all that behind you because you have to face what you're dealing with at that present time. Yeah, it must have been a lot of stress over there. Um, and also when you came back, now you're a member of various organizations that you, you're helping people who are struggling in some way. So you see a lot of adversity on a daily basis as well. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. And so I how- think through some of my personal triumphs, that's probably what draws me to that because you, you always, as each one of you have I've as I've read your portfolios, you always want to give back and you always want to try to help people and you want to try to increase them so they don't have to go through some of the things that you've had to go through. So how did you get interested in in health and wellness amongst all of this? Personal, personal (laughs) conflict within my life. Um, Again, as I went through not the first deployment, but uh, two more after that, The military kept telling me that I was fit and that I was fine to do things, but I was having different issues. And first of all, stress, and we all know what stress does to you internally. So in leadership positions, you have to put that face on, but everything inside is not always so copacetic. So when I came home and I I took a physical, I was feeling stressed, so I asked for a stress test. And the stress test came out fine. And I'm like, okay, so what is this that's going on? Because I'm constantly having, you know, uh, different different signs and symptoms. And one was uh, chest pain. So I started asking for different tests and looking to see myself what was going on because I was feeling different on the inside, which um, I went through the VA's uh the VA's plethora of tests and medications and therapy, and it wasn't working. It was like almost every week I had to go back for something else. And so I started studying natural remedies and uh, other ways to do self-help or self-healing So because I did not want to be on medication because I had read and learned the different things about the side effects for medication. So I went back to the, um, the SDA program for health ministries, and then I found IIN. So in finding IIN and with the SDA's health ministries, uh, ministries for, for healing, their message 
was profound, but their message took me back to Mother Earth. And that's how I found IIN too. And it was like a perfect fit. Oh, I love that. Uh, so what, can you explain a little bit deeper of uh, their message brought you back to Mother Earth? Can you explain that? Okay, yes. Well, the SDA, Seventh-day Adventists, they are, most of them are already vegetarians or vegans. So in listening to what they did or how they ate, it's like, you know, whole foods, healthy foods. And I took it from there because I wasn't a vegetarian and my family wasn't either. But I decided at one point that I was going to try to go cold vegan, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was a lot more work. It was a lot more work. So I was not eating uh, red meat already. So it was not that hard to cut out the white meat as well because I wasn't doing pork or beef. So it wasn't hard to cut out the other meat. But as I started looking for menus and recipes to have a variation of my meal so my family would not say, okay, what are you trying to do to us too? Just because this is your personal choice. You didn't ask us if we wanted to partake in it also. So I had to find uh, varieties. So in listening to the health message, not only, bless you, not only did they talk about farming, but they also talked about various chemicals. They taught us about um, the, the, colorful, uh, the colorful meals. And you start listening and learning about herbs and spices. And, just, and I just wanted to learn more. So after I heard it, I just wanted to learn more. <laughs> so it made me hungry, <laughs> hungry to learn, <laughs> not just hungry to eat. <laughs> well, good. It sounds like it worked which is wonderful. Yes, yes. So um, you're an owner of a, a Curves in, uh, in Washington, and do you find that daily physical exercise helps um, with uh, keeping your strength and the women that you work with keeping their strength up in the face of adversity? It does help. I can't say how it's helped. Um, I tell people a lot of times I still work a nine to five, but I pack my bag and I look forward to coming there in the afternoons to work out because I know for not just what I've been through, but for my age, um, if we remain sedentary, then I know it's going to get harder and more painful to move. So most people, um, as they see me coming, they make up in their mind if they, when they say, oh, here she comes again. She's going to talk to us, but she's going to get on us about what we're doing or what we're not doing. And I try not to. I try not to, honestly. But I just try to share because sometimes part of that adversity is it's painful to see what your loved ones are going through and they're not hearing you or they're not watching you. So I just try to stop preaching to them and let my life be uh, something that they can watch because if they know me personally, they know some of the health issues that I've overcome or some of the challenges that I've had in the past. So if they just watch me, I pray that one day they'll come and say, you know, they'll keep asking, well, what are you doing? And then I can share opposed to it being like me beating them up, <laughs> you know, saying, why aren't you doing this? And why are you still taking that medication? I told you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're, you're on the path to inspiring, 
inspiring them, right? Instead of beating them over the head with a, with a carrot stick, you yeah. <laughs> inspire them to take better care of themselves. Yeah. It's wonderful. So what are you working on right now? Right now we're doing Aftercurve, a six-week challenge. And with the six-week challenge, I uh, tell those that join us that we are going to give you accountability, but we're also going to go into meal planning. And of course you come here to work out, but that meal planning is going to help you succeed after this challenge. You can lose the weight. Anybody can jump in there, go on a crash diet, come and work out and lose the weight in six weeks. But that's not what I want to teach you here. During this six week challenge, I want you to have a lifestyle change so that when the challenge is over, you know how to sustain the new healthy you. That's fantastic. So how can people reach you to learn more about your work? Well, I've been inspired by you ladies. I've had a talk show for the past what, year and a half. Uh, we, uh, we don't have a sponsor, so that's a challenge in itself for my two partners and I to get together to broadcast. But the talk show is Live Today Health Show, Health Talk, and it is on Facebook. It's also on YouTube. If they want to find us that way, they can also look at curves.com and find my location, which is in Fort Washington, Maryland, I'm on Facebook, and I'm also on Instagram at Live Today Health Talk. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us. And, and I hope everybody goes over to Curves in Washington to check you out and your, your well, radio show you. as well. Well, thank you, ladies. Thanks. Thanks, Tiffany. Okay, so Alrighty. ladies, what is your big takeaway from today's show on adversity? Well, I'll just say every health coach I've ever met had a story about their health, which led them, an adverse story about their health, which led them to go on later to become a health coach. And so that's like the perfect example how our worst experience teaches us the best lessons and sometimes put us onto a beautiful path. Um, my big takeaway from today was when Steve was talking about those who come to this country and have to work so hard to get anywhere and become doctors. I was thinking my two boys are white. Male, upper middle class, like, I wouldn't take any of it away from them. They got a great life set up for them. But you know what? Today I forgot to pack their swimming suit, their bathing suits in their backpacks. And I'm just going to let them deal. You know, I, I like to let them have the little problems. I'm not the mom who runs. Oh, my goodness. Here you go. Let me fix it for you. I'm going to let them sort it out today. Very yeah. nice. Uh, and I like that Steve said, look at every day as an opportunity. And I love the diversity of Tiffany's life and what she's bringing to the table for everyone. Uh, nice show, right? Always a nice show. Always a nice show. Always. So for those of you that missed any part of today's show or you simply want to hear it again because it was awesome, go to HealthyViewRadio.com. You can watch us recording this show every week and comment live in the Facebook feed. Check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. We love to hear what you think of the show. We're everywhere that you want to be. So uh, join us again next week and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.